All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for episode two of Small Town Big Takes. I'm Joe. And this is Chase. And we are getting in to the Dogs Are Barking episode. What a week 14 of the NFL. And that's what we're going to be going over today. It was a crazy week. We had a lot of upsets. Just to uh, get it going, the Rams upset the Raiders. The Ravens upset the Steelers. The Jags upset the Titans. That was a surprising one. And the Panthers upset Seattle. And the Chargers on Sunday Night Football upset Tua and his Miami Dolphins. Yeah, big upsets this week. Yeah, and and Joe, for you, I think our biggest upset might be the Chargers or Panthers. Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, for sure. I really thought Seattle was going to win that game. And, um, you know, without Kenneth Walker and that run game that's been kind of carrying them through the season, Geno Smith looked vulnerable, Chase. He uh, he threw two picks, and the Panthers' defense definitely got the best of them. For early on, they were down 17 nothing. They made a little bit of a comeback, but ended up losing the game 30-24. to Yeah, uh, that, that was a tough game. Uh, I didn't expect Seattle to lose in Seattle. Panthers clearly not the better team. They just got outcoached, uh, I, I think, really. And that, yeah. that Panthers that Panthers defense, J.C. Horn is playing a t- like a top-ten corner in this league right now. Yeah, I love to see J.C. Horn producing like he is. I, I was high on him coming into uh, last year. It was unfortunate that he broke his foot, but he has been on an absolute tear this season. And as crazy as it sounds to say, borderline, that win kind of opens up the door for a potential Panthers unprobable playoff push. With how poorly yeah. that NFC uh, South has been playing, anything's possible now with them sitting at uh, five and eight. You look at you look at their start. They're starting with Baker Mayfield. You know they have probably one of the worst records to start out the year, and the Buccaneers are just giving away the NFC South. So I I don't know who's going to win with the Buccaneers playing as bad as they are. It opens the door for the Panthers, for the Falcons to just win out. They might have, and it, they have easier schedules. It really, yeah. I keep waiting. I'm like, oh, it's Tom Brady and the Bucks. They got to turn around at some point. I feel like fans of football share that same sentiment. And week in and week out, they just they keep looking flat. They don't look ready to play. And you know, you got Tom Brady yelling at his teammates on the sideline. You wonder, did he make a mistake coming back for this year? Yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. And I, I don't know. I, I maybe the head coaching with Todd Bowles. Maybe that wasn't the right move. Um, cause he's more of a defensive guy. He's not an offensive minded coach. So that also plays a factor because you look at the Vikings, they were a defensive head coach and, um, Mike Zimmer. And now they got Kevin O'Connell running the show more of an offensive guy. And that Vikings offense is very explosive. Yeah. You know, coaching definitely, there's no debate. Coaching is huge in this league. And that's going to bring us into our next topic. One of our guys, Doug Peterson, and his scrappy Jaguars pulled off a big upset to maybe uh, bring them back for a little playoff push. They beat the Titans. As we predicted, Derrick Henry did get his own. He had 121 yards and a touchdown. But um, the Jaguars, they uh, they handled their business. They won 36-22. How do you feel about that one, Chase? Yeah, um... I, I like the Jaguars. I like Trevor Lawrence. I think Doug Peterson's a great coach in this league. You saw you saw what he did with Philadelphia and how he progressed with Carson Wentz. Now, he's been a year with Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence is having a pretty good year. He's not tremendously well, but he's holding his own, and I think that's what Carson Wentz did 
in his 2016 year. And in 2017, he was an MVP candidate. And I wouldn't be surprised if Doug Peterson coaches Trevor Lawrence and really connects with him and they get on the same page, being in the same offense for two years. Trevor Lawrence can be a very good quarterback in this league. He could be a top top 15 quarterback next year. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying his talent. And it kind of looks like we're getting glimpses of the prince that was promised. This past week, he had 368 yards. That puts him in top 10 for passing yards. Three touchdowns and a QBR of 122. Pretty impressive stuff against a, a banged-up but formidable Titans defense. Yeah, and, and for the Titans, that's back-to-back weeks letting up above 30 points. And they were... Before that, they didn't allow third above, what was it, 25 points a game? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and now it's coming to see that the Titans are going to be a first-round playoff exit. I, I don't see this team going far. Their their coach is good, but the, the team the team's just not there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with their uh, their medical staff, but it just seems that every year now they are just decimated by injuries and Letting up uh, back-to-back 35-plus point games um, is just not not what we've come to see from Mike Drabel and his uh, his defenses. So they definitely have some questions to uh, to ask themselves this week. Yeah, most definitely. And now we get into the nail biters. Uh, we have the Chiefs, Bills, and Cowboys winning by a touchdown or not even uh, with the Cowboys and uh, Chiefs. What do you what do you think about the Cowboys, Joe? Almost, almost blowing it to Houston in Dallas? Yeah, I mean, Chase, I definitely didn't see that one coming. The Cowboys have been kind of notorious the past couple years for blowing out the uh, bad teams. They're kind of known as the bullies on the block. And um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like there's a recipe brewing here. When they ask Dak Prescott to throw more than 30 times a game, they don't win football games. And, they, you know... Texans, let's be honest, they are just the absolute uh, mess right now. So they did the talent, the more talented roster at home did end up narrowly winning on a uh, on a game winning drive. But wow, that was definitely not a pretty performance by the Dallas Cowboys. No, and when you're going between Mike Driscoll and Davis Mills, and you're still putting up a fight, I would be embarrassed if I was Mike McCarthy. If you're going to preach that Dallas Cowboy defense with Michael Parsons, Trevon Diggs you're going to preach how good you are, then prove it. I didn't see a glimpse of a good defense against the Houston Texans. And like you said, Dak, I don't think he's playing up to his contract. He's not being a top 15 QB in this league. Oh, not and, at all. A $40 million uh, man throwing two picks with a 70 passer rating against the Texans? What are we doing? Yeah, and, you know, it's funny about that. Everyone was calling the Eagles Thursday night football, blah, 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 only beating the Texans by two touchdowns. Meanwhile, Dallas is about to lose, and I think that's hilarious. Yeah, you know, it's crazy, Chase. The double standard that our Philadelphia Eagles have been faced with all year, it's it's really a bit egregious, if you ask me. Yeah. Now, the Bills. I did, I did strike out on my take for uh, picking the Jets, but I do have to say... Mike White was off the field three times from the hits he was taking. And he still put up 247 passing yards with going out of the game three times. Now the Bills did get the, get the best of them. Josh Allen, uh, came and found himself again. But that Jets defense is very. They're no joke, Chase. Sauce Gardner, they got some playmakers. Quinn and Williams, it was unfortunate to see him go down, but. 
C.J. Mosley had some big plays, forced a fumble. The Jets' defense is scrappy. I wouldn't want to play him. No, and if you look at the playoff picture, the Jets could sneak in, and they would most likely play the Bills if the Chiefs uh, secure the number one seed in the AFC. And I think that the Bills would just never want to play the Jets again this season because I think the Jets might have their number in Game 3. Absolutely. And like you were saying about Mike White, got to go back on there and tip my cap to him. It was reported that after the game, he was taken to the hospital in an ambulance to make sure that he didn't have, like, per se, a ruptured kidney because of the brutal beating he was taking in that game. And I, I got to tip my cap, too, to the uh, the Bills' defense because they were only rushing four pretty much all game, and they were having their way. They uh, they sacked Mike White three times and had a handful of QB hits. So got a feel for Mike White there, but... Really respect that performance, sticking in the game for his guys, trying to give him a chance to win. Yeah, I, I agree. And now going into that Denver Broncos game against the Chiefs, Mahomes with looked great, 27 nothing, and we're like, oh, this game's over. I, I, I don't even want to watch this 4 o'clock game anymore. And then Denver just slowly creeps back, creeps back, creeps back. Mahomes has three picks. He turns over the ball, and it – looked like Denver was on the comeback until Russell Wilson had a concussion, and then their backup QP did what most backup QBs do, not win the game. Yeah, he came in and threw a pick. Definitely kind of sucked the life out of Denver. But what a performance by Jerry Judy, stepping up in the absence of Cortland Sutton. Three touchdowns? You could tell that guy wants to win. There was that clip that went where he he was so upset. He, he was such playing with such passion. Actually uh, bumped into the ref there by accident in the heat of the moment. But what a performance by him. Him and Russell Wilson, they've been uh, developing a little bit of a connection here, it seems, down the stretch. Too little, too late, might I add, but still good to see for uh, Denver fans. Maybe a little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, a shame that they're uh, officially eliminated from playoffs again this year, Um, especially training for Russell Wilson, which was foreseeable to make the playoffs for Denver. But unfortunately, yeah, this year. you gotta wonder now if uh, John Elway, their GM, his job might be uh, might be at stake here after that trade for Russ. So we will see how that plays out at the end of the season. What do you think? Yeah, there? You think Elway's out in Denver? I think Elway stays. He's the hometown guy. Everyone loves him. I think Nathaniel Hackett's out. Um, the system that he brought in just isn't successful at the moment, and that could be because of Russell Wilson. But at the same time, Russell Wilson just can't just downgrade in a year from Seattle. So I do think it's a coaching problem. Uh, hopefully they look at the coaching market next year, maybe Sean Payton, uh, whoever's out there. That would, that would be dangerous, but they're also talking about if they fire Brandon Staley in Los Angeles, he could go to the Chargers, and that opens the door for Justin Herbert's offense. So it will be interesting to see um, the coaching market next year. But Absolutely, I, yeah. You know, on average, every year, eight coaches lose their job. So it's definitely, they're they're probably going to bring somebody in. I don't know how you don't fire Hackett after the season they're having. And uh, speaking speaking on that game, those Mahomes um, interceptions, three of them, that's all uh, Jalen Hurts, three picks. That's all he's thrown all year. You got to wonder what that does for uh, Hurts in the MVP race. Hurts, after that game, became the odds-on favorite to win it at minus 115, and Mahomes falls down to plus 150. Yeah, I think we're watching both Mahomes and Jalen Hurts excel at their position. 
of course, Mahomes having more touchdowns, more yards. But at the same time, Mahomes throws for almost 40. He almost has 40 passing attempts a game because that's their offense. They don't really have a run game. But then you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL behind that offensive line, as well as Jalen Hurts, one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. And people talk about, oh, you know, he doesn't have as many passing yards. But look at his rushing yards and Mahomes' rushing yards. He almost blows him out of the water by 500 yards. That's a lot of rushing yards as a quarterback. So, Joe, who's your MVP? For me, it's a no-brainer, Chase. It's Jalen Hurts, what he's been able to do. And last year, too, I think making the playoffs with that roster going 9-8 and eight and sneaking in, absolutely crazy run. He's a winner. He's been doubted his whole career. There, there's not enough for me to say. I mean, I could go on and on all day talking about Jalen Hurts and what he's done for this city and this team. I think that because of him, the Super Bowl window is open, and I would, I think the Eagles are favored to win it. I think that the sky's the limit for Hurts, and I, I just I keep seeing more improvement every week. It's, it's really been a joy to watch. Huge yeah, thing. I, yeah, I agree with you. And remember what happened last year in the Meadowlands? He throws, he throws three picks, a timely pick in the end of the game, and he goes back to MetLife, and he puts up 48. I think that yep. was a statement. I think that mm-hmm. was a statement game for the league. would be like, hey, I'm not the same player I was last year. I'm going to prove to everyone in this league that I worked my butt off in the offseason, and I'm winning this MVP, and I'm going to lead my team to a Super Bowl and get myself a contract. So I think this yep. is a statement year for Jalen Hurts and this Eagles team, and I don't see anyone slowing them down if the playoffs run through Philadelphia. Nope, yeah, and the Eagles are that close to clinching that one seed. And don't forget, Dallas Goddard, star tight end, comes back next week too, just adds a whole other dimension to that dynamic Philadelphia Eagles offense. Yeah, for sure. Now, how about the Minnesota frauds? Joe. Ugly loss there, Chase, especially to a division rival, almost like a little brother team. Hey, the Lions were favored for a reason. Vegas knows. How about that performance? Yeah, Jared Goff looked great. The Lions defense held their own. They've been the weakness of this Lions team. The Lions are a top-five scoring offense in the NFL. And finally, they're going against another top-five scoring offense in the Vikings. And the Lions defense held their own. Unfortunately, on the other end of the ball for the Vikings, their defense just was non-existent. Uh, I think... They rely too heavily on Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter, and Patrick Peterson. And the people surrounding those three stars are non-factors. Yeah, you know, I would agree. It's just, you look at the Vikings sitting at 10-3, and three, but they have a negative point differential. Definitely some, uh, that, that screams fraudulent there. So I, I really wasn't surprised to see the Lions win. Amon Ross St. Brown got it going. Jared Goff, like you said, was having his way. And how about the guts by Dan Campbell with that fake punt and then getting Panay Sewell involved on a fourth down for a catch? Crazy play call there. Yeah, I'm going to go with that fake punt as insane because they were on their own side of the field. And what was it, 20, 21 yards? Yeah, believe something definitely 20-plus, I know. For yeah, sure. and I... I was surprised to see that, especially with that Vikings offense. They took a huge risk, but it worked out for them. And sometimes you gotta you gotta take your risks. You gotta take yeah. big risks to win big games. And that's yep. what the Lions did, and they're looking for that. 
and they're looking for that NFL playoff push. Yep, and nice to see uh, Jamison Williams finally back on the field. First NFL reception was a touchdown. Got to feel good for that guy, right? Yeah, you, uh, I don't think anyone can root against him. Nope, yeah. Tragic injury in that uh, championship game last year. Glad to see him coming back. Yeah. All right, so now switching gears to another game, Chase. The Bucks, uh not the performance we were predicting against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. No, I, I will take blame for that one. Um, it, it was an embarrassing lo- uh, loss. It was embarrassing to watch for me. Uh, picking them as my lock of the week, uh, I was fraudulent in that aspect. But I think what we can take away is that the Bucks defense isn't that good anymore. I don't think they're top 15. This Brady offense essentially runs through him. They're top 10 in passing but they're 32nd in rushing. They cannot run the ball. If, you, if you're if you the only team that pass, that defense is just going to play the pass. You're not going to run the ball. You're not going to win a game. And I think what we also can take away from this 49ers team is that Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind. What he can do with different quarterbacks is a plug-in system. He has Trey Lance, a you know, rocky start. He got injured. Okay. Let's put back Jimmy Garoppolo in. They start winning games. They put Brock Purdy in. They win two more games. Um, I think he's a mastermind behind this 49ers team, and I think he'll be one of the greatest coaches to come around this league. Yeah, you know, the, the really the only knock there really is on Shanahan is folding those two uh, Super Bowl leads, but he is an absolute offensive mastermind. And defending my guy Chase here with his pick, I will say this is, some, this is one of my observations is there was a huge – bomb early in the game to Mike Evans, like a 60-plus yard touchdown, and uh, that got called back on a debatable holding call. Absolute momentum changer in that game. Not to say, maybe, I mean, who knows if the Bucks would have won, but that was definitely a game changer. You could see on the uh, the faces of their players, the expressions after that one got called back, so definitely a big turning point there. And then, so moving on now to the opposite ends of things, how about our Philly lock of the week? The Eagles won and covered by a landslide against the New York Giants. To me, Chase, the Eagles are the clear best team, and they're just getting healthier. We saw Avante Maddox come back this week. Dallas Goddard, like I mentioned, comes back next week. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson will be back within the next couple weeks. It just, if the stars are aligned for this Eagles team, Chase, you got anything to add there? No, I, th- I think you hit the nail with the hammer. Uh, the hammer with the nail, excuse me. But... There's one thing that the Eagles need, and it's their safety, C.J. Gardner, Johnson back. And I think once he gets back, the secondary is going to be elite. They're already elite. When he's back on that playing field, this secondary is hard to pass on. And when it comes to playoffs, it's going to be hard to pass on them. If they play uh, uh, the Cowboys or Buccaneers right now, if the Cowboys win, I still think... It's going to be tough to pass. I just think this Eagles defense is going to be the main factor as well. Yeah, this Eagles defense is no joke. How about all those sacks, too? Brandon Graham coming off that torn Achilles, getting three and a forced fumble. I mean, he's just turning back the clock. He is. and You can't, you can't root against Brandon Graham. He, he's one of the most likable players in the league. You see him come back after that Achilles. He's getting sacks. You know, he's having fun, a Walter Manter Payton the Year Award um, nominee. I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for this Eagles team. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just a just an absolute player to root for, man. Brandon Graham came into this league. He didn't even start for our Eagles for six, seven years. Came on, obviously had one of the most legendary Eagles plays in our history, getting that sack fumble on Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And to see him coming out this year off what I thought, I'm going to be honest, I thought he was done after he blew out that Achilles last year. But now he's having a career year. Might break his own personal record for sacks. Just absolutely great to see. Got to root oh, for him. Definitely is. And with this Eagles team and what Jalen Hurts can do, is this a dynasty in the making? It might be. We might have a dynasty on our hands. I mean, you look at Jalen Hurts. He's 24, Devontae Smith, 24, Miles Sanders, 25, A.J. Brown, 25. And, I mean, you got some, you got some, you look at Cam Jurgens, Jordan Mailata, you got some O-linemen of the future. I think that uh, this, this team is young in the right places, and they're going to be around for a while with Jalen Hurts leading the charge. Yeah, and I'm not, in the offensive line standpoint, I'm not that worried when Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, uh, retire because we have, well, the Eagles have one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL, and you see it every year, every se- every season, what he can do with offensive line, these big guys. Look at Jordan Mailata, a rugby player from Australia, now one yep. of the best tackles in football. I mean, Jeff Stoutland University, Chase. That's it yeah. right there. I mean, you are correct. I, I think every every lineman in the league should learn from that coach yep and then shout out to our potential coach of the year nick sirianni fastest eagles coach in history to get to 30 wins and back-to-back playoff appearances in his first two seasons how about that yeah i mean a lot of people were looking at him as a fool coming into his first press conference who is this guy to philly sign the right coach should they went with you know someone else was he the right signing and it, to answer that question, I think yes. he's answered all the questions, honestly. I, I think he's proved it. Yep, perfect for this team. A real guys guy. Everybody loves him. It's fun watching him coach, Chase. He's got some stones, too. He, he's not afraid to go for it, which I, I do love in today's game. Yeah, and and looking at this team, how they respond to him, I think they love that he's a player's coach. He is so involved with these players. He creates these relationships, and I think that puts more fight from the players and really creates that team chemistry that no other team might have. Yeah, 100%. I also appreciate how accountable he is, too. You know, last year, started out 2-5, and five, the offense had some questions, and he said, hey, you know what, I'm going to hand that responsibility over to Shane Steichen, and, I mean, the rest is history. I think our record speaks for itself. And, then, and you know, a fun stat here, too, Chase, our offense leads the entire NFL with 110 big plays. So people that say, oh, Jalen Hurts is just good because they run the ball. No, you're not watching our games because we lead. the next closest team has 100. So we have 10 more explosive plays than the next closest team. It's been it's been fun to watch. Yeah, it has been. And Jalen Hurts' deep ball has just gotten better week in and week out, which is amazing to see. Absolutely. Now, should take it away. Yeah, now, now moving into our Week 15 matchups. 49ers at Seahawks. 49ers are favored by three and a half. Well, I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Uh, They're playing in Seattle. They had a rough game against the Panthers. I think Geno Smith out uh, battles Brock Purdy very well. So I think Geno Smith will play better. 
and I think this Seahawks defense will expose Brock Purdy with Debo Samuel being out. Yeah, I like I like the take there, Chase. I do a lot, and um, yeah, I, I would definitely go in in favor of Seattle. I mean, that Niners defense is tough, but they're coming off a big emotional win. I think I think you're in the right right direction there. Bit of kind of a must win game for Seattle now too, after an embarrassing loss at home versus Carolina. Yeah, so. playing for that seven seed for sure. So now looking into our next matchup, Colts at Vikings. In this one, it's a little bit of a no brainer for me. I'm going with Minnesota here. I think they bounce back. They're, uh, they're favored to win by four points, and 75% of the bets are coming in for them to cover. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of got embarrassed last week on the road against Detroit, and Indianapolis has just been a mess all year. Jonathan Taylor's been banged up. I think the Jeff Saturday magic's kind of uh, kind of worn off there, and I, I would definitely take Minnesota to win this game. Yeah, I would take Minnesota to win by four as well. Uh, I think they roll over this Colts defense, even though this Colts defense has been decent, but... Cowboys showed them up two weeks ago, and I think the Vikings show them up again. Yeah, I agree. Colts are—they're coming in on a three-game losing streak. I just—I think they're done. Sitting at four, eight, and one, not much to play for here. So yeah. I'm definitely play, in favor of Minnesota. Playing for a draft pick—that's that's what yep. I would think. Yep. Now we got the Ravens at Browns. Browns are favored by three, and I would. I would say this is going to be a tough one because it's a divisional game. Deshaun Watson is playing terrible. Uh, that signing right now is not looking good. Depending on whether he gets comfortable in his own situation again, maybe he just needs time to implement himself into that offense, create trust with his receivers on the field, and really uh, use that run game. Uh, and the Ravens are down to their third-string quarterback. Unless Lamar you know, somehow plays, but I, I think they'll want to save him for playoffs. I, I'll take the Browns by three this game. Yeah, I, I like to the take there too. And uh, one thing to keep an eye on has been the Donovan Peoples-Jones and Deshaun Watson connection. He targeted him 12 times last game for eight catches and 114 yards. So maybe something brewing there in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, that Amari Cooper's there too. Deshaun shouldn't forget about him because he's still an elite receiver in this league. 100%. Yeah, you really, looking back a year ago, you wonder what uh, Dallas was doing, giving him away for a fifth-round draft pick. Bit puzzling there, huh? Yeah, it, it looks like a waste of a trade right now, because now, and, you know, they're looking for receivers. Oh, they'll sign T.Y. Hilton, but they'll give away Amari Cooper for a fifth-round draft pick. I do find that ironic by Jerry Jones, and I think that was a bad trade. Yeah, I don't want to hear it about T.Y. Hilton. He hasn't played since, uh, he hasn't been good since Andrew Luck was playing for the Colts, so real, real questionable move there. But now moving into our next matchup, we got the Dolphins at Bills. The Bills are favored by seven and a half. And Chase, I got a hot. T- I think the Bills are going to blow them out here. You're looking at uh, the games being played in Buffalo this week. It's going to be 30 degrees. It's going to be windy. There might be some snow. I just don't think. I don't know how Tua's arm can hold up throwing against the elements like that. We've seen time and time again Josh Allen can whip that ball through that cold northern air. And I think this one's got the potential to get ugly. Um, the, the Dolphins are looking real vulnerable. It seems like the uh, the smart defensive coordinator in San Fran, D'Amico Ryan's kind of figured him out. You get some, some pressure on Tua, you breathe on him a little bit, and Tua turn the ball over comes out. So I got the Bills big here, Chase. Yeah, I'll take the Bills as well. I, don't, I think it would be more of a closer game. Um, 
just because it's a divisional matchup. It came down to the wire last time in Miami. Uh, Miami came out on top. The Bills, I do think the Bills win. It's hard to sweep, especially in the same the conference division. So I will take the Bills, but I do think it would be a one-score game depending on the weather conditions with Tua. Again, we'll see what happens. Tyreek Hill's been playing in the cold. He knows what to do. So I'll, I'll take will the Bills, see. Though. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game, you know. Probably the two best teams in that division. I mean, there's a debate for the Jets, but it's going to be it's a it's going to be played on Saturday. A little unorthodox, but it's going to be Saturday at eight fifteen p.m. Definitely a game to tune into. Yeah. Now moving into the Falcons at the Saints. Marcus Mariota has been benched, according to Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter. Will be starting this game. We haven't really seen much of Desmond Ritter at all. New Orleans is favored by four and a half. But at the same time, it's Andy Dalton. Who I I don't I don't think he's a winner anymore. He he had his days in Cincinnati. He's old, he's banged up. The Saints offense hasn't been looking that great. Again, the Falcons defense isn't that great as well. We don't know how Desmond Ritter is going to perform, but I will take the Saints just because of their defense. Um but at the same time the Falcons are playing for a playoff position. They might have more fight in that game. I will think the Saints won't cover. I think it'll be a three-point game, but I will take the Saints. Yeah, you know, I, I really think this one's a bit of a toss-up because, like, like you were saying, there's not really much tape on Desmond Ritter. Obviously an impressive uh, year last year with the Cincinnati Bearcats. But, uh, yeah, he has not started in an NFL regular season game yet this year, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how he performs and uh, when with the stage as bright as it is with, of course, like you said, the Falcons are still in contention for a playoff spot due to that division being so uh, so bad. Yeah, and I and I and again, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta wins this game. Uh, so I'm 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 really in between for this matchup, but uh, maybe the Saints pull this one out. Yeah. So looking at our next game now, we got the Steelers at the Panthers with no Kenny Pickett, and the NFC South is wide open, like we just mentioned. Carolina's favored by two and a half here. And honestly, I got to side with uh, Carolina. Mitchell Trubisky came in last week for Kenny Pickett and threw three interceptions, a couple of which were in the red zone. Real tough to win when you're turning the ball over in the red zone, Chase. I, I think I got to go with the Panthers here, even though I don't think they got enough offensive firepower. But Dante Foreman's running the ball hard. Sam Darnold, uh, he's putting the ball where he needs to. So I'm going with the Panthers here. Yeah, I'll go with the Panthers as well. They they do have an up-and-coming defense as well. J.C. Horn, Brian Burns. Um, I think they do their job this week against Mitchell Trubisky or Mason Rudolph, whichever one is going to perform on that day. Who knows? I think it will be a toss-up for Mike Tomlin. He might go with Trubisky just because of the experience, but both of them are not winning quarterbacks, so I will take the Panthers. Now we got the Eagles at Bears, Philadelphia's favored by nine. Joe, I, I think this could be a high-scoring game if Justin Fields has a day. Um, playing in Soldier Field, we the Eagles have not faced a quarterback as elusive as Fields, so they will have to adjust to his style of quarterback play. Again, though, Darnell Moody's out. Receivers aren't that good. For the Bears, as you have Darius Slay and James Bradbury on the outside, 
Avante Maddox back in the slot. So, again, depending on the way Justin Fields, this could either be a blowout or a close game, but I'm leaning more towards a blowout by Philly. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to even imagine a world where the Eagles lose this game. Of course, they're nine-point favorites. Covering by nine in the NFL is always a, always a battle, but, yeah, I, I got to go with the Eagles here. Um, I think, yeah, Justin Fields is a gamer. He's fun to watch. He's a playmaker, but I just don't think the Bears have the horses to compete with uh, this Eagles roster. I think it's got potential to get ugly, and um, I definitely, definitely like the Eagles here. Yeah, and I think going back to that Bears O-line, I think this Eagles D-line has a field day. Yeah, I would, I would agree 100%. And now looking at our next matchup is the Chiefs at Texans. Kansas City is favored by 14, and for every right reason. Kansas City's got some guys. Um, of course, Patrick Mahomes leading that charge. I think the Chiefs are going to wipe the floor with the Texans. The Texans kind of let it all out there last week. They had a window. They had an opportunity to beat the Dallas Cowboys. They came up short. They picked off Dak Prescott um, on his own, within his own 10-yard line, and they, they couldn't punch it in to win the game, so... I really think the Texans are just, they're, they're kind of calling it a year now. Hopefully they get a good, promising quarterback in this draft. They're probably going to have the number one pick. Um, I know they're looking at Bryce Young right now, Alabama's quarterback. But, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to stomp the Texans. I just, I really don't think those two uh, teams can even match up and play a fair football game. Yeah. Uh, Damian Pierce is most likely to be out as well, so that takes away their run game. And their receivers are out left and right. Brandon Cooks may come back and play. Who knows? He's been a question this whole season. I will take the Chiefs by 14. I think Kansas City rolls over them, and the game will be done in the third quarter. Yeah, if it even makes it that far. The Chiefs are going to kill them. I, I really don't think there's any debate there. It just comes down if they cover. 14 points is a huge spread in the NFL, so we'll see. I, I personally probably wouldn't take the Chiefs to cover, but they are for sure going to win. It's not even worth betting because the odds are going to be so in favor of the Chiefs, but Oh, yeah, yeah, not mu- not much to really say about that game. Kind of a kind of a bad matchup, honestly. Yeah. Now, now moving into the Cowboys at Jaguars. Jaguars coming off a big win against Tennessee. They beat Baltimore in Jacksonville. Doug Peterson, a Philly guy, still bad blood with the Cowboys. It never leaves you. I, I, I'll Dallas is favored by four and a half. I think I'll take Jacksonville. With this matchup, Trevor Lawrence has been playing great. I think Doug Peterson outcoaches Mike McCarthy in this matchup. And T.Y. Hillens, if he plays, I don't think he's going to be a factor at all just because of his age. So I'm looking for another big day from Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think the Jaguars definitely got a real shot to upset the Cowboys here. Cowboys, unfortunately, lost. Their starting cornerback, Anthony Brown, to an Achilles injury. He'll be out for the year now. You wonder what that's going to mean for Trayvon Diggs in that secondary. He was he's a bit of an underrated player, kind of holds it down on the uh, on the left side there. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be a fun one. Jaguars are at home. And um, honestly, hot take here. I like the Jaguars to upset him and win. Trevor Lawrence, is uh, he's in his bag right now. So it's going to be a fun game for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I do. And I, and I do think this Jacksonville team might – um, shock a lot of people uh, to this Cowboys team. Yeah, so next you got, in my opinion, one of the games of the week here. Both teams are fighting for a playoff spot. You got the Lions at Jets. Two of the scrappiest teams in the league here. The bets are coming in both ways. The 
51% of the bets are on Detroit and 49% of the bets are coming in on the Jets. I think that tells you a lot of what you need to hear right there. I got no feel on this one, Chase. I'm going to be honest. I could see it going both ways. I just really, I do believe it's going to be close, and I would probably put my money on the under. I think it's going to be a bit of a more low-scoring game. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be decided in the last two minutes, if you had to ask me. Yeah, I will agree with you. Depending on if, if Mike White starts, I think the Jets have the upper hand, especially with that defense. But if Zach Wilson starts, I will give it to the Lions. I think this Lions team is just playing like a bunch of dogs right now. They have a lot of fight in them. I think Dan Campbell's really gotten behind this team, and I think this team has really gotten behind Dan Campbell. And now that they're playing for a playoff spot, as well as the Jets, uh, I do think this Lions team comes out on top if Mike White is out. Yeah, I agree. It, it really does just feel like Zach Wilson's kind of just a turnover waiting to happen. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of him. I didn't like uh, how he kind of left his defense out to dry. Put up three points, and they asked him if he felt any way accountable, and he said uh, no, pretty convincingly. So definitely lost some points in my book there. Not yeah, a big definitely not a leader. Guy. Definitely lost the locker room. Yeah, I, I really you really wonder what he's saying there. Like, what's what's the point in saying that? You know. Yeah, you, you, have you, think, you think your defense wants to hear that after they just played their heart out, let up ten points, and lost on a game-winning punt return? I mean, come on. What, what, what are you saying there? Yeah, and you have negative passing yards in the second half, and you're saying it's not your fault. Yeah. The Jets need to trade them. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think there's been a bit of a shift in the room there. It, it really does feel like Mike White's the guy going forward there. The yeah, only reason he wouldn't play is because he's too hurt, so. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. If if he's not playing, it's definitely because of a rib injury or internal injury. 100%. Now moving into the Cardinals at Broncos, I think this is the dug game of the week. Both quarter, Kyler Murray just tore his ACL. Hopefully he'll have a quick recovery coming up. Russell Wilson's out with a concussion. Backup quarterback matchup, I think. I don't think this game is going to be entertaining at all. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Uh, Denver's favored by two and a half. They're in the Mile High Stadium. This Denver Broncos defense has been playing elite, so I do take Denver just because of their defensive play. Yeah, Chase. I'm just going to say what the heart's thinking right now. I don't really care about this game. It doesn't matter who wins. They're both knocked out. It's going to be an absolute snooze fest. I don't know who's tuning in for this one. I could care less about this game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who's watching this game this week. Yeah, I mean, come on. So now, shifting gears, looking at the Patriots and Raiders game. This one is interesting because um, Belichick's former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, of course, is the head coach of the Raiders. Um, the Patriots are favored by one here, and I, if, I would say the Patriots are going to win this game. Um Raiders kind of got knocked out last week. Um, the Patriots coming off a good win. Um, of course, it is in Las Vegas. That will play a factor. But, you know, Josh Jacobs has been banged up all year. You wonder if he's going to play. He came out of last week's game. He's, it seems every week he's questionable. And that, that quad injury, you could tell, is really starting to catch up with him. So I like the Patriots here. Um, honestly, I think the Patriots... It's really not much of a cover, but I would take them to win and cover two minus one. So I like the Patriots in this one, Chase. You got a feel for this game? or? 
Yeah, I, I was feeling the Patriots as well. You can't discredit Derek Carr and Fonte Adams, though. You still have to worry about them. But I do think that Jack Jones of the Patriots is going to hold his own against Devontae. Again, he's not going to hold him to under 100 yards. Devontae will still get his, being a top-five wide receiver in this league. But I do think Bill Belichick outcoaches his former offensive coordinator. And yeah, I would agree. And little prop bet here, I would like uh, Derek Carr to throw a pick in this game. He's been a little bit of a uh, turnover tunnel lately. He's not playing with confidence. Uh, you've seen him, unfortunately, crying at the podium after a couple games where I think it's kind of setting in with him that he's been letting his team down. They've lost uh, one too many close games, blown a lot of leads on kind of his behalf, throwing picks while they're up, uh, even double digits in the fourth quarter, blowing games. So, real, real, real heartbreaking year for a lot of Raiders fans. Too many, uh, too many close games blown. So, yeah, and now switching gears into Titans at Chargers. Chargers are favored by two and a half, and I think that's for a good reason. Herbert finally has Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back on the field together. Uh, watching that game against Miami, Herbert looked like himself. He didn't look like a bum like he has looked in the first uh, weeks of the NFL. Uh, I think he's finding his own, and I think this Chargers defense is trying, starting to figure it sh- each other out. Derwin James uh, was injured against Miami. Hopefully he comes back as soon as possible to help that defense out. But I do like the Chargers. I do like the I like the Chargers to cover against the Titans, and I think the Chargers put up a big scoring game. Yeah, I would definitely definitely agree with you there, Chase. And like we were saying, the Titans are just decimated by injuries. Now uh, it's reported that Jeffrey Simmons, the stud D tackle and kind of leader of that defense, he might not play now too. So you wonder if Austin Eckler and that uh, Chargers one game could get loose in result of that. I like the Chargers to win and cover there too, Chase. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Austin Eckler in the run game, but pass game, yeah. Yeah, it seems he's almost a receiver. What's he get? Uh, Double-digit targets every game. It's, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, so it's a little ridiculous. You would think as a running back, he would get some rushing yards, but seems like he yeah. hasn't had a hundred yard uh, rushing in almost ten weeks. Yeah, they've been uh, handing a lot of the carries, especially goal line carries, to Joshua Kelly too. So maybe a fancy sleeper to keep an eye on there. Yeah, and you can't forget about Joshua Palmer in that passing game, who has also been elite while Mike Will and Keenan Allen have been out. Yeah, good point, good point. And looking at another game now, you got the Bengals at the Bucks. This is an interesting one. So the Bengals are rolling, and the Bucks just can't seem to find a rhythm. Cincinnati's favored by three and a half, and you really, my only explanation for why it's only three and a half is because of Tom Brady, of course. Uh, Bucks kind of have their back up against the wall here. Um, that NFC South race is getting closer than I think they're comfortable with. So I like Cincinnati here. Of course, there's a good chance that um, stud second wide receiver T. Higgins might not play. But Burrow to Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon's back, Samaj P. Ron's running the ball well. I like the Bengals here. I think they got an underrated defense. And it just seems like everybody on the, uh, the box is banged up. Tristan Wirfs might not play. Antoine Whitfield might not play. Leonard Fournette might not play. Akeem Hicks might not play. Mike Evans hasn't been right all year. It's just not pretty for this Bucks team, Chase. Do you think they bounce back, or do you think the Bengals are uh, going to take this one? No, I think the Bengals ride their momentum into Tampa Bay and take this one. Cincinnati's looking good. They're looking better each week. Jamar's back, but T. Higgins is out. But you get your start. 
your star receiver back. So I do think Cincinnati wins this game. The Tampa Bay defense has been exposed all year, and I think Joe Burrow exposes them and shows that he's a top three MVP candidate. Yeah, the more we're talking about it, the more I like Cincinnati in this one, Chase. Yeah, I would have to agree. Now moving into Giants at Commanders. Interesting one. Washington's favored by four and a half. Two weeks ago, met in uh, the Meadowlands, ended in a tie. Interesting to see. Um, Second tie this year in the NFL, which is also weird. You don't see many ties. Um, Giants coming off a brutal loss to the Eagles. Commanders coming off a bye. I do like the Commanders in this game being home with that Commanders defense. And that Giants offense really hasn't found a rhythm, especially with Saquon not being fully healthy right now, dealing with a couple of injuries. So I, I do take the Commanders in that matchup. Joe, do you have any input on that? This, I think this one's going to be a close game just because it's division rival. Both tied, didn't get a win. Now they're fighting for one. Yeah, I, I definitely got to go with the Commanders here. The Gi- It's tough to pick the Giants after uh, after how they looked against the Eagles there. Uh, I like that Commanders run game. Brian Robinson's running the ball hard. Great D-line, and any week now, um, Chase Young could come back. They said he's just about ready. Ron Rivera's he's, he's doing a respectable thing in my eyes. He's really waiting until Chase Young is 110%. He understands they've got a generational talent. And, of course, it's only his third season in his career. He doesn't want to rush him back like we unfortunately see happen sometimes in this league. So, yeah, I like the Commanders. And, hey, Chase Young watch this week. He could come back. It's it's honestly a toss-up right now. No one really knows. Rivera keeps that pretty private, does not like to say too much at the podium. So we will see, but definitely something to keep your eye on there. Yeah. All right, so now looking at our Monday night football game here, we got the Rams at the Packers. Now, the Packers are favored by seven, but I'm going to ride with Chase's boy here. I think Baker gets it done again. Packers coming off a bye. You really got to wonder, what was Aaron Rodgers doing on that bye? I, I doubt his head was in the playbook. You know, was he taking psychedelic drugs or was he on the practice field? You know, it's, it's a shame you got to wonder that with him, but I got to take the Rams here. Um, they're playing with some heart. Of course, they're going to be without debatably the best defensive player in the league, Aaron Donald. But um, that defense put together a nice performance last week on Thursday Night Football. Came up in some big spots, and um, yeah, I like the Rams here, Chase. Bit of a hot take, but I'm riding with them. Yeah, ride with my boy, Baker. Uh, He will start uh, this week, this Monday night game on primetime. I don't think Baker disappoints. I think he's going to put the league on notice. Like I said, I think this is new coming. He has Sean McVay. He has an offensive-minded guy. He is a young guy. He is a player's coach. And I think he's finally in the system that he needs to be in. And that being said, Green Bay hasn't looked that well this year. Rams defense is looking not as elite as they were, but they still have Jalen Ramsey on that back end who's going to cover Christian Watson. He got torched last last year against Devontae Adams in Green Bay, and I don't think he allows a rookie wide receiver to torch him this week. I agree, yeah. Bit of, honestly, a little bit of a uh, disrespectful spread there. I mean, I don't know how a 5-8 and eight team can be favored by seven points. So I would definitely like the Rams to cover, and I'm taking them outright, like I said. So 
Yeah, especially with that Aaron Rodgers finger injury. He's got a rib, uh, was it broken rib going on or something, something around the ribs, uh, from the Philadelphia game. So he, he, Aaron Rodgers banged up. Who knows, uh, what we'll see from him on Monday night. So I'm taking the Rams. 100%. And now for my Philly lock of the week. I got Miles Sanders over 70, or 69 and a half, so 70 yards. Um, and if you're really feeling frisky, put him down for an anytime touchdown score. He got his 10th and 11th touchdown of the season last game, and he's been running for that money. I mean, it's his contract season. Oftentimes you do see this in the NFL. Running backs have big years. Like, look at Josh Jacobs right now. He's got 1,400 yards over 10 touchdowns as well playing for that contract. And um, I think, like I said, I think the Eagles are going to beat the Bears pretty good, and they're going to be running the ball a lot, a lot of ball control. So I, I definitely see Sanders getting loose. I, it almost, I was a little puzzled when I saw the line at 69 and a half for rushing yards. He's been uh, pretty consistently getting over that. So I, I definitely feel very comfortable, and that's why it's my lock of the week for Sanders to get over 69 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I, I think that's an easy lock of the week. Now. Moving to the redeemed team, I had a tough lock of the week last week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it's redeem week, and you know who the redeemed team is? The Los Angeles Chargers. They're playing for that playoff spot. They have their receivers back. Justin Herbert's going to be back to an elite level of QB play, and I think this Chargers defense figures itself out, and I am locking the Chargers to win in L.A. I like that, Chase. I like that a lot. I think that is a, a great lock of the week. And the Titans, they really don't have it going on right now. Big big game. Huge game, actually. Debatably one of the games of the week, so definitely going to be a fun one to watch there. Most definitely. Well, that concludes Episode 2. Big dogs are eating this in Week 14. We'll see our Week 15 matchups Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night. And thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we got a special episode on Thursday coming up. It's going to be an NBA focus shooter shoot, so tune in Thursday for that one. It's going to be a good one. Thank you, guys.